0: Hey world, my name is Sir. And I'm Martin Malcolm. We are the hosts of Negroes You Don't Like podcast, also known as NYDL.
1: We are black husbands and fathers who are married and yes, sisters to black women. We are your everyday man's intellectual and more opinionated than the guy who sits around at the barbershop talking shit for hours and never gets a cut. We want to empower our communities and spread knowledge with best practices to hand off the baton to the ones next up.
0: Only one major challenge. We can't do it alone. Calling out everyone who wants to pass on a stronger legacy to start right here On Patreon with us. Get
1: exclusive access to unreleased episodes and extended episodes we like to call
0: loose ends. Or whatever other fly that we could think of. Simply search for Negroes you don't like on Patreon and click join to tap in. Reminder you may not like us, but you'll learn to respect and support what we stand for. Peace. Peace. Let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now
1: so it's that time of year we got the infamous materials list for our daughter's daycare at this point in time and man that list i'm looking at the list and i'm like yo it's, it's just way too much shit on this list like it would fill up a whole garbage bag it would look like one of those bags that uh during Christmas, that uh, Santa Claus, you know, they typically show him holding over his shoulder a material supplies, and I'm just like, I don't know about this. This seemed like a setup. So then my wife looks at me and like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Let me tell you how this shit goes." They send out this list for all these materials and supplies, and they and they know that only the the real upper echelon parents are gonna buy all this shit, or at least attempt to buy all this shit, because ultimately your ass is gonna be buying materials that the other kids parents had no interest in buying or didn't see a need to buy. So then she started laughing and she was like, so what do they spend their money on? I'm like, I just want you to know it's drip or die season. These first two weeks of school, man, the hood is on smash. Everybody just trying to look fresh to death without even a damn pencil in their book bag. Somebody help me.
0: What say you, sir? Hey, world, welcome to another episode of NYDL. Negroes, you don't like Marta mal. I'm guilty as they come. I remember <laughs> in my days, man, let me tell you, I had the outfit laid out on the bed,
1: Kill ironed, Kill
0: crisp, you know what I'm saying, with the shoes right next to it. I was ready to go, brother. But hey, man, speaking of this topic, brother, it's back to school season. You know, we're gonna talk about that back to school mindset, brother. What you got, Martin mal?
1: Now, you know, the, you know, in the story I just gave, I really I really just want our community more of us to do a whole lot better in cultivating this back-to-school mindset for our children because the back-to-school mindset isn't only for our children it's for the parents too it's really just to get us in back you know get us back into that mode where you know we get used to asking our kids how did they go what did you learn yeah, yeah you know um are you having any issues in, you know in school you know who who are your, you know who are your friends who did you get to know you know kind of looking at this in a holistic approach because it's really you know summertime you know summer fun time is over you understand? So now we're really trying to get back to business. So really cultivating this back school mindset is really about is also about letting our kids know that while you may not be working now, you need to approach your academics like it's your job. It is your job. And, and, and when you get no, straight your, up and, and when you get your report card, it's showing what you have earned during that whole period. What work did you put in and what was the result of your work? Right. Because I, I think that we do our, our, our kids and ourselves an in injustice When we kind of just have them look at school as oh it's just something that you got to do, you know, just do it because it's the right thing to do without kind of, you know, school, the the school framework, albeit I don't fully agree with many things, um, many things that are taught in the curriculum or even the way uh, some of the setting is even structured. But one thing I do know is with the right mindset. Your child goes in there knowing that this is their job, the same way a parent's supposed to wake up and go to work to provide for their family. You're waking up to go to work to prepare for the day where you can provide for yourself and your family. So you need to approach it with the same type of energy. That way, when it is time for you to be an adult, you've had plenty of practice and you know how to take what's important and make sure that it is something that you do take important. Because I think we have an issue with um, too many people in our community. They lack maturity. They don't understand that there are certain times in your life that you should take serious. That you must take serious. There are certain there are certain critical milestones that, you know, you can't really play with. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's it's not something you're supposed to take lightly. And when you do take it lightly, you tend to see people's lives spiral out of control. So, you know, one of the things I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, when I was working in the school system, told her, I said, "Man, listen, these first two these first two weeks, the hood is about to get it on and popping. You about to see the tightest. Oh, well, listen. You you about to see the you about to see the freshest braids." You about to see what? you about to see the, the the newest J's you about to see straight up. You about brother. to see Fashion Nova drip, drippy, you know, drip, you know, dripped out to death. You about to see you about to see people looking no like doubt. they going they're going to the Emmys. You know what I'm saying? With an empty book bag. Yo, ain't shit in there, man. Ain't nothing <laughs> in a brand new book bag. Might have a ream of paper. You know what I'm saying? And it <laughs> might have a pen or a, a freaking pencil that's not sharpened in there. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, at, at the end of the day, I was telling my wife, I'm like, yo, what are they even prepared to do? Like you, you came to school prepared to do what you, you came to you came to school prepared just to show people how much money you spent on your get up gear. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, how much you spend on your drip to just show everybody that, you know, you're doing big things or at least the appearance of, of, of uh, doing big things. So it's, it's it's really one of those things that really, you know, when I was a teacher, it was annoying as hell. It was like, oh, my God, this shit again.
0: But my Mel, brother, you know how we get down, man. Like, let me tell you, brother, like in our community, listen, it don't matter how broke you are. You can have lint in your pocket. But as long as you look fresh, oh, brother, you're good. You good, right? That's the mindset of our community, man. Outside, yeah, we got adults that think that way, man. Not only the kids, on, you know, like you always say, they got to learn it from somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So it's just it's it's a terrible, terrible, you know, way of, of just how we uh, go through this process when it comes to, when it comes to school specifically for for our children in our community because this is a mindset issue, and which is why I'm happy that we're talking about this topic specifically because if the parents aren't going to do their job, fuck it, we'll do it for them.
1: Hundred percent. You know, it is it's so crucial. Like I just don't understand. You know. I understand historically the school system has not properly done what they needed to do for the black community. I get it. You know, the curriculum doesn't do the best job at, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uplifting us and letting Mm -hmm. us know about ourselves and and even letting us know how much we have, um, how much we have given to this country by way of blood, sweat and tears, how, how much we built this country up, all the inventions, all of the, you know, um, just all of the energy that we put into making America what it is today. I get the fact that they don't do a good enough job, um, transmitting that kind of information to our cho- to to our children. But one thing I know for sure is that we damn sure not all of us, of course, but enough of us don't do a good enough job to let our children understand that, yes, America has its issues, but we live in a country where free public education is offered to everyone. OK, don't let that go over your head. If you was in many Caribbean islands mm. or if you were in many other parts of the world, the only people who are allowed to go to school are people who can afford to go to private school. Yep. This is how it goes. There's no such thing as free public education. So for as much criticism as you want to, and, and then not only that, when you go to these private schools, when you go to these private schools, like I remember um, somebody telling me about, um, you know, it's very common for people in the United States who, who are from the islands or from Latin America to send money back home for younger people to go to school. Very, very common. They got to pay for school fees just so that they can get a education. That's why they come to the States in the first place. Come on, yeah, absolutely. To send money back top, home, of, and then on top of that, you know, some of those schools don't even provide breakfast and lunch. Like you got to bring that, or if you don't live far, or if you don't live too far from the school during lunchtime, you got to go back home and eat and come to the school. Some of the schools don't even offer a lunch and, and, and a breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Like, like here in America, if you, you know, if you, you know, are lower income, you can get free lunch or you know, you can get reduced lunch. And then now we're in a we're at a point where everybody gets free breakfast. You know, shout out to the Black Panthers. They were the first people to do that. school yeah. system bit that off them. You know what I'm saying? So don't let that go over your head either because um, their their free breakfast campaign was critical because they were the first ones that did the research and kind of made the connection. How the hell you want to expect a child to learn if the only thing on their mind is hunger doesn't work. Facts. Does not work. Have you ever tried to do anything hungry Ooh. Effect- effectively? Hell no. You know what I'm
0: saying? I was taking some time <laughs> to think about it. <laughs> I was like,
1: damn, one time when I was 12, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there are instances where the school system does get things right. And for the opportunities that are presented now, we have, you know, uh, charter schools, we have magnet programs, we have, you know, some schools that are specialized. Like, you know, not all the schools that exist are horrible. Okay. And, and I always tell you know I, when i do talk to people about education i say you know what you know i do understand that america ranks i think we're, we're definitely in the lower quart, you know uh, quartile i think we're in the 30s as it yeah. relates to um you know our ranking in k-12 through education but here's what i tell people i said nothing happens in america by accident nothing is a coincidence it's designed this way on purpose okay because i'm gonna tell you this How is it that America has literally is known for many of the best universities in the world? But our K through 12 education system is seen as mediocre. Think about that. Let me tell you why. Because there are the same way the same way that we know that there's two Americas that America doesn't work the same way for everybody. We also know that there's multiple education systems within this country. There are some of the best K through 12 education systems exist right here in America. You just don't know about them. They're right here. So don't get this in your mind thinking that, oh, you know, all these kids are doomed. No, that's no, 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 no. Don't believe that at all. All right. There's boarding schools. There's, there's elite private schools. There's prep schools. There's even some mm-hmm. public there's even some public schools in, in very kind of isolated suburban places that, you know, due to the amount of property tax they bring in and boosters that the school has, they yep. have state of the art facility, state of the art funding. Like, don't get it twisted. Okay, but even with all that said, even if your child is in a mediocre school, even now, I like when people, you know, say, "Oh man, you know the, the school system is, you know, the school system is so bad in this." Then, you know, I look back at them and I say, "Okay, so why is your student making a, a CD average in a mediocre school? What does that say about your parenting?" Proof for thought. I'm just saying, the school is so bad, your child should be on the honor roll. They should never miss an honor roll. It makes absolutely no sense to be that critical of the school system. But then when your child is in that same school system, they can't find a way to flourish. If you can't find a way to flourish in mediocrity, what does that say about you? So we need to be, we need to be able to make the most of the opportunities that are presented, no matter where they're at the same way we could take the scraps during enslavement and turn it into soul food. We can take the scraps of this education system and turn it into something worthwhile. We sure can. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle. It's the same concept. And to be honest with you, as somebody who was in the trenches as an educator, the most disheartening thing about being particularly a black educator is to work in a black school, to be looking in the faces of black children who look like your own children at home. And you see, they could give two fucks about education. It's crazy, brother. Given the fact that they come from the history of people who died who once were killed if they had the ability to redirect. Yep. You come coming from that legacy and to, and to fast forward and to see that you have the descendants of those slave people to say, I could give two shits about education. It's really disheartening, man. It really, it, it's just one of those things where it like it really hits you in the gut and, and you just, you know, you're shaking your head and you're just like, oh, my God can this be life? Is this, is this, is this, is this real? And unfortunately it is. We just have, we have lost our way so much. And once again, this is not all black people. There are plenty of black parents out here doing what they got to do. You know, I've had some, some black students who've been amazing, who've been great, but I'm telling you, and we need more. We need more. It's not the norm. If that's the problem, you can respect that for the Asian kids. Oh, listen, talk about it. You, you know, know. It's not the norm, brother. You know, the the, the Jewish kids, the Asian kids, yep. the white kids, the Indian kids. Oh, we, we're always expecting the most out of them. The only time you expect the only time we want to expect the most out of each other is if it involves a football or a basketball. Hmm. Meanwhile, most of us should notice by now, you're far more It's, you're, it's far easier to be self-sufficient through academics than it is through sports and entertainment. But yet Mm -hmm. what, what do so many of our children cling to because of weak leadership in their home, sports and entertainment. It is, it is literally, it's so many black kids cling on this hope and a dream that they're going to become the next LeBron James or the next, uh, Adrian Peterson. Like it's, it's, I mean, honestly, I heard it so much it got to the point. Like, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, I had to apologize a little bit. I started getting rude about it. I'm like, you want to be what? I stop. <laughs> like, like, like I, like, I actually see, like, why some rappers be, be be like shitting on their teacher from back in the day. <laughs> because that's why. <laughs> be, be, because, bro. But but you gotta understand, they hear this shit. They you know they have a roster of a hundred plus kids. And if you're and if you're working in in if you're working at a title you know at a title one school, so you're working in a low income community. If you in the hood somewhere, you keep hearing this shit. You hear this shit so much, and you know what the percentages are roughly of them making it and you're just like, dog, like, come on. All of y'all want to do this. It's like, it, it, it feels like all y'all just want to do the same shit. It's annoying. It's annoying to keep looking, hearing these black boys say, I want to play basketball. I want to be a professional basketball player. I want to be a professional football player. I'm like, all of y'all can't make it. Like, can somebody here tell me they want to be a mechanic? Can somebody here tell me they want to be a damn lawyer? Can somebody here tell me they want to be, you know, a businessman or entrepreneur? Can somebody tell me that shit? Like, it, it, like, when you hear that shit, it literally frustrates you. It's like, damn like who is, who the fuck is talking to y'all? Why do all y'all think y'all can make it? It is not feasibly possible for all y'all to make it. So you need to have a, black, a backup plan. And they're looking at you like you just crazy. And I'm just like, even if one of you do make it, what about the other 99% of you? The one person who does make it, go ahead. You can say my teacher, fuck you, you, whatever. You could, you could rap bars and say anything you want. You could, you could talk shit about me all day. But what about all the rest of you that did not make it? Well, what are you going to do with your life? And therein lies the problem. Now, you know, I think I just uncovered a little bit of what happens in the back to school environment. So, you know, I spoke about, you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me speak about the more uh, entertaining parts. So after two weeks, you did all that front, making it seem like this was your, your, your standard of living. Mm. And then the hairline for the, for, the, for the boys, that things start to grow in. You, start, you, you know, you went from looking like the fresh princess. to you start looking like Kunda Kente, straight you know up. What I'm you know what I'm saying? For the girls, you know what I'm saying. The <laughs> edges was crispy, them braids was ooh, them braids was tight. Them things starting to get frazzled. Look like you know you put your you put your your pinky, your wet pinky in a damn uh, you know electrical socket. Straight you up. You know, y'all y'all start looking a little little rough around the edges. You understand? Um, So, you know, the facade that you put so much energy into, instead of really getting prepared to, you know, conquer uh, your academics, all the energy that was put into just um, your appearance is starting to fade away. So now reality is starting to set in. You are who you are. Your situation is your situation, right? All of them pictures on Instagram that your mama took, you know, oh, my baby first day of school. Yeah, but you should be more concerned if your baby stayed back for the second or third time. That's what you should be more concerned about. You should be concerned that your baby um, got a 1.5 GPA at a school that has a DLF rating. How about that? Mm. That's what you should be concerned about. But no, you want your baby to look as fly as possible because what are we paying attention to? We are so much more concerned with the way things appear to be as opposed to what things are. Facts, brother. That's black culture, you know, to sum it all up. You know what I'm saying? That, that That is the lower, that's the underbelly of black culture, right? Because black culture is also Nikki Giovanni, Lansing Youth, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, black excellence, right? But it's also the underbelly. Unfortunately, America purposely exposes our underbelly to make it seem like that's all of what black culture is. They want they want to have us believe that the ignorance, the fighting, the paying attention to the drip and superficial things, that's the only thing that we're concerned about. We know better than that. But the sad part is that there's enough of us out there who truly believe That ignorance is literally our, you know, ignorance is what defines us, right? So, you know, we really, we really, really, really got to pay a lot closer attention to the mindset that we are taking into the coming school year. I'm going to bring up this last point because this last point is really one that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. That's why NYDL is so crucial in this podcast space and, you know, eventually um, will become a part of a staple in the culture, you know Damn right We' definitely going to claim that because listen, we discuss we say the things that people really, really talk about behind closed doors when they don't want nobody else listening because these are the things that need to be set out because enough of us don't even know that there's actually other black people talking about these topics in the way that we're talking about these topics. yeah I want y'all to understand there is definitely a class war taking place within academia. And it's not mm. first blacks, it's middle class black people or lower class black people. Oof. this is real. This is very real. I would, I would be considered middle class. Uh, Brother sir here would be considered middle class. And let me tell you this from my perspective. I'm, I'm, I'm proud as hell to be black. Okay. Um, I've dedicated a decent part of my education to learning more about black history, learning more about, um, where we come from in Africa and, you know, the various ways, even when we, through the transatlantic slave trade, when we came to America, when we, you know, the Harlem Renaissance period, man, um, you know, the even triumphs that we made through reconstruction, many different aspects of black history. I have taken the time to learn and appreciate and with all that being said, I'll tell you this. One thing that I as a parent now, one thing I won't tolerate. And I well, I'll say this before I say that. One thing I won't tolerate is putting my children in an environment around other black kids whose parents don't value education. I find what no value. I found no value in just having my black children around black around other black kids who are literally Been programmed to self-destruct, programmed to think ignorance is cool, programmed to think being dumb is cool, programmed to think that drip is more important than everything, programmed to think that TikTok dancing is more important than learning in school. Then, you know, I don't want any other black person to think that that's more important than my child prioritizing their education. I I would prefer that my child be in an environment where they're around other black kids who value education. But guess what? If that environment, if I'm having a hard time finding that environment to exist, then they're going to have to go to the school where they weren't only black kids in school. Yeah, that's where they're going to have to go. And and, and I challenge any one of y'all to call me a sellout. I, I I welcome that Because I can tell you this, based on the track record, I I would stand to say that education um, has done well for my life, has done well for your life, has done well for a lot of people I know their life. And all that drip bullshit, all that being, you know, thinking that dumb is cool, all that swag shit. When you become a grown ass adult, that shit don't pay no bills.
0: Yeah, fifty year olds run around with the same mindset.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you care about is swag and drip. All right, well, cool. If you can pay your power bill, your 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 rent, your mortgage, or whatever you got, your car note with, with, with swag and drip, hey, be my guest. But last I checked, they're looking for they're looking for cold hard cash to pay that mm-hmm. shit. No food stamps. No, no, exactly. You understand? So this is not this is not me trying to look down on black people in our community who are not financially doing as well. I'm looking down on the mindset. That's what I'm looking down on. Mm -hmm. You can definitely charge me guilty for that. I'm looking down on that mindset. I'll be damned. I will be damned if I'm going to send my child to school with other black kids who could give two shits about learning. It's not happening. To me, that's a slap in the face, not only to me, but to the people that came before us that died for us to have the opportunity to even learn. It's an insult. man. It's an insult of the of the greatest magnitude, you know, and it's really sickening that so many of us do not understand that. I don't want to hear. I don't, Honestly, at this point in my life, I don't even want to hear the excuse as to why you don't value education. I don't see how the hell in this day and age you can't appreciate why education means something. I, I, I just can't. I can't. Even for, all, even for all of y'all who's like, oh, you don't need a formal education. You can just learn stuff on YouTube and you can just become a YouTuber. You, you know, you can just, you know, flip houses and do this and do that. Even with all that being said, you still have to learn how to, you still have to learn how to read, comprehend well and write well and speak well. Where do you think you typically learn those things at? You typically learn those things in school. Most of us, most of us are not blessed with parents who are, who are English professors. So the vast majority of us learn how to read effectively, how to comprehend effectively how to speak with authority and where people can understand you. And you have some level of confidence in the school system. I'm not here saying that the school, our school system is the best in the world. I'm not saying that, but what I, but what I, what I, what I am here saying is what the school system does offer, take advantage of it. If the only thing you think you're supposed to be taking advantage of is food stamps and section eight vouchers, something's wrong with you. You're literally picking somebody, somebody is telling you, listen, we could put position you to where you could buy. A whole bakery and bake your own pies, but meanwhile, you' round here collecting crumbs, thinking you're doing something. I didn't even say you. Could, I didn't even say you could have your own pie. I said many times they put you in a position where you could buy the bakery to make your own pies. Mm. Don't mm. let that go. Don't let that go over the your ship. head. Don't let that go over your head.
0: Opportunity, all of that.
1: I'm telling you, bro, do you know how many programs, like when I, when I got in the school system, I was like, God, bro, there's so many, like there's tutoring programs. There's all these scholarships for first time college graduates. There's like, there's all these different things that are available, bro. They they are. And we, enough of us have not taken advantage of them, You but you know who are taking advantage of them? The white kids, Hispanic kids, mm-hmm. Indian kids, Asian kids. Their parents are joining the PTA. They're finding out what's going on they're speaking to the guidance counselor and they're asking for any and all opportunities and scholarship programs and, and you know, a, you know, academic opportunities that are, that are available to help their child. Not enough of us are taking a, a big enough role in that. At some point you have to ask yourself, you know, are you, are you helping your child or are you hindering your child? What are you doing? Just because you wasn't a good child in school, you know, a good student in school, that doesn't mean that your child has to, you know, fulfill the same destiny that you did. Like with the, the, at some point we, you know, you got to grow up, man. Especially when you got kids, like it's, it's, yo, it is, it is insane. It's insane to see the amount of grandmothers coming down there. Yo, I had a case, man. And, you know, it's definitely going to lead to another episode, but it really just, it really pissed me off. And it was like, you know, this boy, he was, you know, this black boy, he was giving us, he was giving us, you know, his teachers hell and having all kinds of issues. And, you know, they called the mom, the mom never picked up the phone, you know, the dad, the dad ain't around. So then a the grandmother comes to the school and, you know, the grandmother had to take like an Uber lift. She's in a walker. Mm. This is somebody who should be home. This is somebody who should not be outside, you know, dealing with this. You know, she, she, you could tell she's, she's, she's not in the best health. So she comes and, you know, he, he's not my student at the time, but, you know, I definitely, uh, but, but I do have his brother as a student. And, you know, I saw my, my, stu- my student and I said, Oh, I'm like, Oh, is that your grandmother? And then he was like, um, First he told me, "Yeah, you know, uh, you know, my brother's in trouble. You know, my, my grandmother, yeah, you know, is, is coming to, um, you know, deal with him." And then I was like, "Okay." And then like you saw him, he shook his head a little bit. He's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, that's not my grandmother. That's my brother's grandmother." And then I'm just like, "What?" Mm. He, he's like, wow. "Yeah, when I get in, when I get in trouble, she, you know, she doesn't come look after me. Um, you know, it, my other grandmother, you know, she she comes, but you know, most of the time she don't come." And I'm just like, "What?" I'm like, "So." The level of dysfunction and fragmentation in the family is so strong, to the point where, like yo, the, the the grandmother won't recognize you. As now, I'm not saying the same, but I'm thinking this won't recognize you as the grandson. So, if you get in trouble, the other grand the other grandmother has to be notified, and or and then she's gonna act like she didn't even recognize that you needed assistance. I'm like, this is just this is just all different kind of levels of fucked upness.
0: Cause and effect, brother. Bullshit. Your decision, like, Cause and
1: effect. i like this, 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 this. is absolutely, you know, <laughs> this is going to lead to a series of of different um, episodes in the future. So, you know, the middle class versus the lower class black blacks in the school system. Nobody talks about it. It's something that exists. Middle class black people, they do exist. Despite what they want to tell you in the media, not all black people on food stamps Not all black people fucked up. You know, there are there are professional um, working college educated black people who work in big corporations, have big ti you know, have 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 risen their ways up in, in the corporate America system. Some some of them have went on to become quite prominent entrepreneurs as well. So not all black people have the same story and not all black people who are doing well are entertainers and athletes. OK, please don't let that, don't ever get that twisted. So. You know, and that's one of the things why I like, you know, I, what I like about where I'm living. You know, you see a lot of black homeowners, right? It's a beautiful thing to walk outside and you see black people walking outside of nice homes, you know, stepping into nice cars. Everybody look clean. You know, everybody's together. It's a beautiful see thing. both to see. mom and dad. Yeah, oh, both absolutely. Be, both mom yeah. and dad. You know, honestly, what, what, you know, where I live now, I don't, You the neighborhood's pretty big. I have not seen any homes where it's only the mother in the house. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Don't let
0: that go over your head because that's that's something that's a powerful statement right there, brother.
1: You understand? Like, I, I really want our listeners to comprehend that there are places in America where black people are doing big things. Here's the thing about Here's the thing about middle class black people that I identify. The reason why so many of the ignorant and dysfunctional elements of black culture are in the forefront. It's because most of the middle class black people are working, taking care of their family, doing what they got to do. They ain't got time to be on the Internet, making a bunch of videos, being ignorant as fuck. That's not what they that's not what they focused on. You know, what I'm saying because people are like, well, you know, you'll hear people say, Haha, we need to see more positive representation online with, you know, black love and black families. And I'm just like, to be honest with you, like I never posted none of that stuff online with my family and my kids. You know why? One, I don't want my kids all over the Internet. because I don't know what kind of creeps out there. And two, I'm busy. You know, we busy working, taking care of our family. It's only people who usually ain't got shit going on who got time to be on the internet all the goddamn time posting all this crazy shit. So what ends up happening in that scenario is is that the representation from the black community just appears to be that all of us are just you know crazy and ghetto and deranged. And honestly, that's just not the case. Middle class black people just handling their business. You know what I'm saying? We just doing what we got to do. We just <laughs> living You know what I'm saying? And we just take care t- taking care of our business. So please, I, I really really want our listeners to understand that. And, you know, for for the lower class uh, people in the black community, understand this is no this is no slight against um, your financial status. This is a slight against too many of us in that situation, in that class where the mindset is literally going to keep us there. It's going to keep us there or worse. It's going to take us even further down than where we actually want to be, because the truth of the matter is we're all connected. I can't say I'm a middle class black person here and you're a lower class black person. And somehow I just think I'm better than you. And, you know, our lives will never intersect. I I can't say that because if something happens to you in some way, shape or form, it it impacts me too. It does, you know, but the self-destructive behavior, yo, like, um, the crazy man who slapped Chris Rock said, I can't get jiggy with it, dog. Uh,
0: The crazy man, (laughs) (laughs) the
1: The crazy (laughs) crazy prince, the crazy prince. (laughs) You know, so now we're going to move on to resolution solutions where we discuss solutions to the issues that we brought up in the episode. Now, uh, the first point I want to discuss is we need to prioritize academics and character over all, over everything, over over all else. Academics are critical, okay? If you don't believe it's critical, look at any... In, in fact, there's this one dude on on YouTube, I don't even know, on or Instagram or whatever, I don't even know who he is, I think he's on Snapchat too. He goes around to people and he says, what do you do for a living? You seen that before?
0: No, brother, I don't think I've seen that. I've seen no. I've seen interviews of some dude walking around just, you know, quizzing people, but I yeah, haven't
1: seen yeah, that yeah, one that's yet. That's what I'm talking about. Like, 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 so, so the dude will walk up to somebody who has a nice house, he'll knock on their door, or if he's somebody in a really nice car, he'll just, like, ask them for a few moments, like, hey, what do you do for a living? And it's really, it's one of those questions that most of us want to ask, but most of the time we're too intimidated to ask a stranger that. So I really like what he's doing. I, I don't remember, you know, his, his handle, but you know, if, if any of y'all catch it online, please, uh, you know, send me over the handle of this person. Um, I actually would like to I actually would like first to interview uh, him one day. But most of the time when people who live in these really nice houses, or drive these nice cars and have a high standard of living, most of the time when those people respond, their career choice is tied to education. Mm-hmm. You had to have been to college in m- the vast majority of those cases to live the life that they're living. So, I mean, it, it goes without saying academics is the path towards a more stable future. It just is. It's, it's a shame I even have to <laughs> I even have to say this. But even now, academics is still the most successful pathway for the vast majority of people on the planet. And, and, and the character piece cannot be um, cannot be overlooked.
0: That's big, brother, because that's how they coexist with others around them.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know, what does it mean to have all the money in the world but no character, no morals? I mean at that point it really doesn't mean much. We have to have we have to have some integrity behind the life that we help to create. Or, or or the life that we're responsible for creating. Character is important. How you treat people matters. How you respect people matters. These things these things carry weight. They carry weight. So while it, 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 it is great for, you know, it, some of y'all are saying, well, he ain't talking to me, my child gets straight A's. But if your child is disrespectful to you, if you have a son, and he's disrespectful to women. If you have a daughter he's, and she's just disrespectful to boys and, you know, disrespectful to everybody, you're dropping the ball in a major way. Because I can tell you this, there are so many opportunities that will pass you by when you have a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. You can be, you can be as smart as you want to be. I'm going to tell you this right now. From working in corporate america for quite a few years it is not always the smartest people who have some of the best paying jobs it's a fact, many, huh? many of the people who have some of the better paying jobs in corporate america these are people who know how to network they have very high emotional intelligence they know how to network with people they know how to get people to like them they're, they're a team player they know how to they know how to keep positive energy around these things matter a great deal there are there are a lot of companies that would rather hire somebody with a teamwork attitude than somebody who who may technically know the job better, but it's just difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's real. So don't don't let that go over your head for real. The second point is be sincere with your children about the value of education. I understand that, that not all of us went to college and, you know, not not all of us are able to speak to it. Right. But even if you're not able to, you know what you can speak to? How not going to college in, probably impacted your life. You can be honest about that. I think too many times people like just don't want to keep it real with their kids and say, listen, I didn't do it, but I want to do what I can to make sure that you can do it so you can have a better life for your family, your future. Let, let my life be a lesson as to why you should, and just know I'm going to be here to support you and help see you through that as best as I can. That's parenting. That's what we should be doing as parents, man. Come on, man. Like the whole, the whole point of parenting is to see the next generation in a better situation than the previous generation. The generation is supposed to elevate They're not supposed to say stagnant to get worse. If your generation is saying stagnant to getting worse, then that means that there's a lot of adults that have failed the young people in that family. And that's just the point, And that's just the fact. There's, there's no pride to be taken in a situation like that. So please let, let's be, just keep it real with our kids. And then, and, and, and in addition to keeping it real with our kids, let's support them the way that we can. We should not only want to support, you know, little Tyrell, who's good at throwing the football. They got a million people lining up to buy him cleats. A million people lining up to make sure he got, you know, he got clean his jersey on the field. Keep that same energy in academics because I can assure you there's far more of us who are going to make it through academics than athletics. There's a whole bunch of y'all that'll show up to that football game, but God forbid, you know, know, (laughs) one of our kids is, you know, on a debate team and they made it to nationals or the states. Are we going to have that same energy showing up to that debate team? To that uh, debate championship. Come on, man. Our priorities are out of whack, man. We got to get aligned. And you know the sad part about all of this? There are people who benefit from us thinking like this. I want you to, I really want y'all to grasp this, grasp this concept. There are people who benefit from us not valuing education. The more of us who don't value education, all it does is make you weaker and weaker, and you become yeah. less and less and less of a threat to any kind of disruption in the establishment. I never have to worry about you impacting me in mind. If the best you're going to do is barely get a high school diploma. How the hell are you going to impact me? Because guess what? They already know roughly how much you're going to make, you know, the places you can live, the places you can truly afford to shop. Like all these things have kind of already been, you know, calculated out statistically and you know what time it is with, with, when you have less education, you're more likely to commit crime. Why? Because you, you don't make enough money to actually support a standard life. Why do you think you don't see a lot of middle class people in jails? Whenever they interview people who went to jail, most of them are not from the middle class, or upper middle class, or the rich or the wealthy. You know why? Because their education has put them in a position where they make enough money to where they feel like they don't have to commit crime. Most of y'all in the hood trying, trying to glamorize crime, trying to make that shit seem cool, like it's a the flash of them. You're only committing crime because you're poor. That's why you commit the crime. That's you're the root again, of it. Yeah, yeah th- that's really the root of it. Like, you, you know, I, I, yo, I like rap and hip hop just as much as anybody else but when I hear these dudes rapping, you know, rapping about gangs and this and that all I'm hearing is somebody who felt like they were forced to join that because they grew up in a situation that was so poor that they felt like they had no other choice. They had no other adult that could come rescue them. It's, when you really think about it, it's a sad situation. It's really sad. I know that when you put some lyrics to it and a beat to it, they say it sound fly as shit, but when you step back from it and really contemplate what they're saying, it's some sad shit. I could never imagine you know, you know, my my son or any one of my kids telling me, you know, hey, uh, you know, mama, you know, the lights got cut off and then I'm going to sleep hungry thinking, man, I got to go sell this dope so that we can keep the lights on. What? You know what I'm saying? But like I said, a rapper can put some lyrics together, put it to a beat. He can make this shit sound fly. But when you just take the lyrics at face value, that's some sad shit. And we need less of those situations, not more. That is not a good position to be in. That's you putting your kids in a very vulnerable state. And that's why when it's glorified. Mean,
0: let me tell you, you can't glorify it and then try to convince the kid another route out. You know what I mean? Like on, kids are going to go in that direction, especially when it's come with that much, you know, attention and appreciation from the people that's supposed to be parenting
1: them in the first place, brother. Come, come on, come on. man. So exactly. So please don't 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 ever think like, you know, I understand why people commit crime, join gangs and do all those things. And that's the reason the root of it is poverty. Because I promise you, you ain't going to find too many people around where you and I live talking about me. Yeah, I'm going to join the game, man. I'm, I'm busting nah. packs. Fuck out of here, man. Take your ass home and eat your meal and play your PlayStation nigga. Straight up. <laughs> Stop playing you Now
0: the kids. Now, so sometimes you might find some of the kids who might try to act up to try to, you know, perpetrate in some way. Yeah. Yeah. They come from that yeah. lifestyle nah. or, you know, that's their reality. But the truth is,
1: they're going home with the lights on, food on the table you know, a room to themselves. Like it's, it's far from yeah. reality, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I th- and I think we brought that up in another episode. You know, that's part of. Yeah, we did. That's yeah, part, yeah, of black, yeah. That's part of black dysfunction too. thinking that thinking that we have to be from the hood or, you know, had to have struggle so bad. And you know that's the only way we can relate to being black. Fuck that. We don't need trauma bonding as the only way to relate to being black. We can actually bond over success. Black people can actually bond over success. What an awful thought. We don't all have to bond over eating mayonnaise sandwiches, bologna sandwiches, and you know, you know, sleeping sugar water. Sh- sugar water. You know, sleeping sleep six to a bed. We don't all have to have that story. And I'll take it a step further. We all should not have that story. That's not a story that we should just be like, oh, if, if you black and you ain't got that story, you ain't black. No, you ignorant as fuck. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> sit your ass down sit, sit your dumb ass down Eat those mayonnaise sandwiches Shut <laughs> up <laughs> thinking that All of us are supposed to be broken fucked up And we supposed to like Give each other high fives over that shit Get out of here What kind of white What, what kind of KKK White supremacist bullshit is that You're worse than the Klan Thinking that all black people Should be pouring fucked up Sick man Real sick Sad part is <laughs> Some of y'all are so sick The pharmacy ain't even got What it need to help you out mm. but, but keep listening to NYTL we're going to fill that script for you. We're this is count, your prescription. Probably. Keep listening. Mm. And the and the last point is, and it's a very important point. Please listen to this. Teach our children to value education and the friends that they make and the boys and girls they're interested in. This is extremely important because we, as we know, friends are very prominent influences of our kids, the friends they make. So if we have more little black boys and girls who value education and more of them are connecting with more and more other black boys and girls who think like them, we're sowing the seeds for stronger family foundations. So now so now we're, we're raising a generation of children who say, hold on, you want to be my friend? You got to take yourself serious. You got to take life serious. You got to value education. You got to believe in yourself. Because I'm going to places. Straight Absolutely. Straight up. You want to be my girlfriend? You want to be my boyfriend? You, you got to take your education serious. Because one day I want to have a family. And when I do have a family, I want to be able to provide them things. I want to be able to provide them a standard of living. That is worthwhile and that way we get to cut down on this baby mama and baby daddy crisis we currently have plaguing our community mm. because if you value yourself enough and you expect the people around you to value themselves the way you do you won't even allow having a child with that person the last thing is gonna be on your mind you can go like, hold on what get away from me you can't touch me bye but if you have very little value for yourself you'll procreate with almost anybody and therein lies the problem very low standards when it comes to who we have having kids with. Come on now. And as always, we are greater when we appreciate that we need each other.
0: Hey, world. Look, man, we just gave y'all some tips specifically for back to school season. Man, forget all that as far as like the, the fresh J's, the, you know, from dressing fresh to death. We get all that. But honestly, the tension all your focus should be on changing your mindset because school ain't out here for to be mainly a fashion show. It's out here for us to gain something from it. Whether it's like Martin Malcolm said, whether you're in an A school or a D and F school, man, do the best with what you got. We out. Peace. Peace.